This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, APAS calls for the SAS party government to set up a farmer's advocate office. It's to settle certain land disputes and other issues. Real agriculture talks about wheat production. FCC issues a new report on the challenging issues facing farmers in 2022. Using glyphosate as a production tool is discussed in a webinar from Wheat. Farmers express disappointment with the slow movement of grain during the past month. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. APAS is calling on the Mo government to set up a Saskatchewan Farmers Advocate Office. President Ian Boxall says the proposed office would help farmers deal with various issues from nuisance complaints to disputes with resource and utility companies. Alberta's had one for years. You know, it would be kind of a one-stop shop for farmers, for producers to go to for, you know, land disputes with, you know, on, with crown corporations and with oil and gas sector and, you know, surface rights dispute resolution would also possibly in, encompass some stuff that on government programming, not necessarily the funding side, but, you know, it's the one-stop shop where farmers go and find out what is available for programming and all of that stuff. And, and I think the biggest thing when we talked about this resolution was just dispute resolution with with landowners whether that's landowner to landowner landowner to oil company or whatever that might be but having you know mirroring it after the one that is in alberta that is kind of you have an issue on the farm start there and they'll have the information on where they need to send you to get more sounds like farmers could make good use of something like that oh i think it would i think the phone calls would be phenomenal that would come into that office if it got set up so any idea who would run this office? I think we're asking for the government to, to spearhead this and run this office and have a, you know, it's the one-stop shop for producers to go and get information that they're looking for. And settle disputes between producers and between producers and business and government. You bet. Well, maybe not governments, maybe government, but also, you know, like surface rates, you get to the, to the west side of the province with oil and gas and some of that stuff and some of the stuff that's been going on there lately with the downturn in oil, and I think there's quite a few disputes over there when it comes to surface rights and all that legislation and all that, and this would kind of encompass anything, you know, that would would be an issue for agriculture, for producers. They could go there, phone, get the information they require on where they need to go to gather more. A resolution supporting the establishment of a farmer's advocate office was approved at the recent APAS annual meeting. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. 
Saskatchewan farmers are disappointed with the latest grain movement numbers. The Ag Transport Coalition says CN Rail only supplied 24 to 30 percent of the hopper cars ordered in the last half of January for prairie grain movement. The vice chair of SAS Wheat, Jake Legui of Weyburn, says the figures are quite poor. Well, the Ag Transport Coalition numbers that I've seen are, are stunningly bad. There's no other way to put it. I I don't understand. Uh, you know, we saw some pretty, to put it mildly, awful weather in, in BC in, in uh, early winter there, and obviously that was going to have an impact. I don't think any of us expected the impact to last this long, though. And I mean, yeah, we've had some bitter cold, but pretty standard winter stuff. So it's been disappointing, to say the least, to see the numbers that are coming out of the railway's performance this year. And, you know, maybe CP's performing a little bit better, but to be honest, both of them are just really letting us down as producers. For my part of my own farm, you know, we've got, it's considerably below average crop. We had a crop, so I'm not going to complain about that this year, but definitely less bushels to move than usual. So, you know, for our part, Movement has been okay. It's definitely been on the slow side from what we've been used to the last couple of years, but it hasn't been uh, catastrophic by any means, but there's still uh, lots of winter left, so I guess we'll see how it plays out. What does it mean for spring seeding the snow cover? Well, I don't know how close we are to average in terms of snow. It's the most we've had in, in quite a few years. I mean, the wind blowing it all into the yard and stuff like that kind of makes it a little bit hard to tell what we've actually got, but I'm just happy to see every centimeter we can get. And, you know, I think we've got enough now with the way that it's packed in to fill some dugouts, which we desperately needed. More would be nice. I wouldn't turn down a couple more feet of it if we could get it, but at least this gives us a start and it's nice to be able to get the snowmobiles out again. It's been a while since we've been able to do any real riding. So, so that's pretty nice. Getting back to the grain movement, any suggestions for improvements? Well, I mean, we've been, you know, pushing back on the railways for years on on trying to improve winter performance. And we had a couple of years of records in, uh, you know, 2020 and, and part of 2021. So was that maybe just because there was less demand for other stuff? We just don't know. But it, it doesn't matter how you slice it. The railways need to perform better. What are your seating plans this spring? Any changes? Any big changes? We're sticking with the standard rotation this year. I think if we've learned anything over the years, every time we try and pick a winner, we're usually a year behind on that. So right now, we've got a lot of competitive options that all look really good. And being on the dry side, I, I'm not going to go in hard with you know water-hungry crops like canola. Um, any more than usual so yeah we'll just be sticking with the standard rotation and maybe watching our yield targets a bit in the spring until we get a little bit more confident in the moisture situation but we can always top that up later so that's the plan for us. What crops are in your standard rotation? So we typically grow canola, durum, hard red spring wheat, large green lentils, yellow peas and flax. And that you are hoping that the moisture falls the rain comes at the right time? Yeah, you know, it doesn't take a lot of rain to grow a good crop if it can just come at the right time and in the right amounts, but that's always a a bit of a wild card, so we'll see what happens. 
Jake Legree farms northeast of Weyburn and is the vice chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source. 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. We've got Peter Wee, Pete Johnson here, Real Agriculture's agronomist. Hey, Pete, how are you? Awesome, thanks, Sean. Absolutely awesome. Hey, let, let's talk about nitrogen. You know, With the price spike we've seen in fertilizer this past winter, one of the main questions I hear from so many growers is they're, they're looking to sort of push themselves, how to be more efficient when it comes to nitrogen specifically, because they see the cost. And I'm sure you're getting a lot of those same questions, thoughts, inquiries from a lot of the growers across the country. Yeah, absolutely. That has been the number one question or discussion point all winter long. I will say that I'm starting to hear some rumblings that, that the price of urea is starting to drop back a little bit. Maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel, although it, you'd wonder how when oil's up at $90, $90 plus a barrel. But regardless, these, these crazy nitrogen prices, growers want to be more efficient. And you know, way back when, when I was just cutting my teeth as an agronomist back in, in the 1980s, had a researcher come up from Purdue University out of the out of the United States, and and just he was a nitrogen guy, really sharp guy, Stephen uh, Hawkins, and and Steve just said, "Look, doing research on nitrogen is like counting a stampede of wild horses after dark," and <laughs> it's such a great description, right, Sean? It, it's like, man, it's tough. And so as growers look to be more efficient, there's some things we can talk about, but there's both sides of the coin. If, if I split apply my nitrogen, and by the way, if I'm in Western Canada, I think I have to split apply my nitrogen. If I'm in Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, and I, I don't think I can take the risk as dry as it is in Western Canada to put all my nitrogen on up front and then it stays dry, that the risk on spending those dollars is huge. So the other side of that coin is my, my most efficient nitrogen use is when I put it on up front. And so you kind of go, well, that's just ridiculous. I'm going to wait and split my nitrogen. But man, if I don't split nitrogen, I just get into this scenario where I can lower my pH and I'm spending money I don't need to spend. But it's hard to figure out how to be more efficient. And so I get all these growers that are saying, you know, do we use only nitrogen? And I think the answer to that is quite clearly no. Had a great discussion with John Hurd. Of course, John is the, the soil fertility specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. And in Western Canada, the discussion was around, you guys have crazy high soil, uh, soil potash levels, just crazy high. We should be mining your soil and using it as fertilizer in Ontario for the potash that was in it. And I said to John, like, you don't put potash on, on spring wheat in Ontario. Why, or pardon me, in, in Western Canada, why would you do that? And John said, and this is really surprising, John said, no. When it's super dry like this, 
you have to put a little bit of potash in your starter fertilizer because even though we have all this potash in the soil, when it's this dry, we don't get enough moisture around the soil aggregates that the, that the plant can pick up the potash in the soil. So 10 to 15 pounds of potash in that soil makes the plant much more able to use its nitrogen. And there's some great research out of Ohio as well that shows clearly if you don't have sufficient potash for a corn crop, that your nitrogen use efficiency goes in the sewer. And, and this whole concept of how do we be more efficient about nitrogen, and all we talk about is nitrogen, it's 100% wrong. We have to look at some of the other nutrients that will give us some root growth, so some phosphorus so we get better root growth, but also some potash just to make sure we can get that nitrogen use efficiency. And, and that, that absolutely twists my brain sideways. If you want to hear the rest of my conversation with Peter Weepy Johnson about the efficiency of nitrogen and other nutrients, make sure you download the Real Ag Radio podcast. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind southwest 20, gusting to 40. The high today, zero. The low, minus two. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries in the morning. Wind northwest 50, gusting to 70, diminishing to 30, gusting to 50 near noon. The high zero tomorrow. Wind chill minus 11 in the morning, the low minus 6. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 3. Thursday, clearing with a high plus 4. Evening rain showers or flurries, windy, the low minus 2. Friday, periods of snow and windy, the high minus 1, the low minus 11. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near 0. Normal high for this date, minus 8. The normal low is minus 20. The sun rose at 824 this morning. It sets at 601 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at 11 degrees. The cold spot, Uranium City up north at minus 14. Estevan is minus 2. Saskatoon minus one, Swift Current plus one, Weyburn zero, Yorkton is minus three. Regina cloudy and minus three, that's 27 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at nine. Humidity is 75%, the barometric pressure dropping 101.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus one, winds are from the southwest at 28, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus three, that's 27 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. 
mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Farm Credit Canada says farmers face a difficult balancing act in 2022. FCC Chief Economist J.P. Gervais says there is plenty of optimism for farmers in 2022, but there are also some serious challenges. Well, I do think that on the positive side, if you look at the demand for what we grow, what we produce in terms of commodities, in terms of food, the demand's there. I mean, you know, domestically, we're hoping that as soon as we can get behind or we can get this wave of COVID behind us, I do think that we're going to see a little bit more of a normal situation. Things will have changed, you know, through the pandemic. You know, if you look at where we're going to be in a few months now compared to what we were prior to the start of the pandemic. But overall, domestically, Canadians are behind the food supply chain. Domestic demand is really strong. And if you look globally, I mean, demand is strong. I mean, prices are really high for a reason. I do think that the world needs Canadian food and uh, agricultural commodities. And so from that standpoint, I do think that's the positive. If you look at prices, gross revenues forecast for a lot of different sectors, a lot of this is flashing you know, green. And, and I think that's going to be a positive. Now, on the flip side of this, I do think that farm operations need to be looking at profitability. I do think that farm operations are faced with higher input costs. A lot of the supply chain challenges that we had throughout the year are not yet resolved, although things are improving slowly but surely. So operations are faced with higher input costs, and that's going to raise some questions and challenges when it comes to profitability. We know that interest rates are going to climb in 2022. So businesses that have made some investments are going to have to look at you know, profitability, the financial risk management plan, the marketing plan. So it's a balancing act in terms of, hey, there's going to be a need for sharpening up in terms of management skills. But overall, I think the picture looks positive in 2022. Explain a little further, sharpening up their management skills. What do you mean by that? Well, when we have, with with the rise in input costs and despite the strong growth and demand and higher prices that producers and farm operations get for their products, I do think that the higher input costs are going to, you know, sort of put some challenges in terms of profitability. So now when we have profitability that is a little bit challenged, then what do you look for in your business? Where are the efficiency gains that you can actually look for in your business? And there's been tons of efficiency gains over the last many years done on Canadian farms. I think the, the challenge will be to continue in that direction and find the uh, productivity gains that will make us more productive and more efficient. The low-hanging fruits are gone, and so to speak, right? That we've made some improvements, um, you know, but the, the reality is that it's still a very competitive market out there that despite the strong growth or the strength and demand for the food that we sell and produce, there's going to be some efficiency gains that are needed in terms of, you know, gaining some profitability in 2022 just because of some of the higher inflationary pressures on inputs. So some of the key points you point out, I guess, would be a strategy innovation, innovation especially? Innovation, if you look at labor, labor issues, uh, this is not going to go away. Um, the pandemic is not uh, what brought some of the labor challenges that we have currently. Those labor shortages existed prior to the pandemic, but it just magnified some of the shortages that we have in the marketplace when it comes to labor. So if, if labor is a a strategic asset for businesses and businesses need to look beyond that and see, hey, you know, is there automation possible in my farm or more automation, more robotics or whatnot? Um, so all of those things, you know, when it comes from a management standpoint, looking at your financial 
uh, risk, looking at your marketing risk, and, and as well as managing your, your input just like labor. And you have to, of course, execute all this with uh, skilled resources? Well, absolutely. It, it, the thing is, is that the more sophisticated market that we have for uh, when it comes to producing goods and pharma, from farm products and so forth. So we need to make sure that we develop a strategy to find the resources and the skill sets that is required to actually operate and, and run through our operations and make sure that we are able to find some efficiencies and productivity gains. So this is not easy in a market where uh, there's a tight supply of labor available. And so I expect as well that wages are going to go up as well in 2022 just because of some of the inflationary pressures that are showing up pretty much everywhere across the supply chain. J.P. Gervais is the chief economist with Regina-based Farm Credit Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Glyphosate has been the go-to product for pre-seed weed control, but higher prices and supply chain issues could leave some producers scrambling to get enough of the product this spring. This month's edition of the Wheat Profit Podcast, produced by Sask Wheat, strategies are discussed for the most efficient use of glyphosate. Eric Johnson is the research officer for the Crop Imaging and Agronomy Lab at the University of Saskatchewan. I think what's happened over the years that uh, growers, uh, because glyphosate has been relatively inexpensive, they've been increasing the rates they've been using. Some cases are applying a one liter rate, a standard uh, procedure. They're just looking at grass weeds like wild oat and green foxtail. Uh, the half liter reed is sufficient in most cases. Johnson says the only grass weed that requires the one liter pre-burn rate would be foxtail barley. When zero-till took off in the 1990s, the most common application rate was one-third of a liter per acre. We were looking at easy-to-control weeds at that time. You know, over time, uh, weeds like dandelion and uh, wild buckwheat and hawksbeard became more problematic, so our rates went up. But we now have a number of good tank mixes that can take care of those problem weeds. Johnson says there are 28 pressed burn-off products that are tank mix partners with glyphosate. 20 are registered in wheat, 6 in canola, and 6 in pulse crops. There's lots of options available in terms of tank mix partners. Most of these pre-seed products control broadleaf weeds. In that situation, if you're adding glyphosate to it, you're really focusing on trying to control grass weeds. However, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, adding glyphosate does enhance the broadleaf weed control as well. Johnson says it's important to scout fields and know the weed spectrum. He also notes in areas where there hasn't been a lot of snowfall, a pre-seed burnoff may not be required. We had situations where we had, on our research farm, where we had really no growth to justify applying uh, a herbicide. And, you know, growers that applied 2,4-D or something last fall for winter annual weed control may have a relatively clean field starting out if they're seeding early. You can hear more from Eric Johnson and spraying specialist Tom Wolf on the Wheat Profit podcast, which can be found on the Sask Wheat website. A series of winter webinars will be held this week to discuss cropping issues this coming season. The crops extension specialist in Outlook, Nicole Montreuil, outlines details on the topics and when farmers can access the information. 
Over the past year, we have had various issues come up due to dry conditions, and along with this came many questions. This winter, the Crops Extension Specialists have worked to put together a series of winter webinars that will help to answer some of these questions going into the 2022 growing season. For the first webinar, join Saskatchewan Agriculture at noon, SAS time, on Wednesday, February 9th to learn from our Provincial Disease Specialist, Ali Riza Akavan, on issues from the previous growing season and what to watch out for in 2022, with a special focus on clubroot. The second webinar will be at noon SAS time on Wednesday, February 16th to learn from our Provincial Insect Specialist, James Tanzi, on issues from the previous growing season and what to watch out for in 2022. And lastly, the third webinar is at noon SAS time on Wednesday, March 23rd to learn more on seed place fertilizer safety for this upcoming growing season and the considerations that need to be taken in a dry year. Find the links to register on Saskatchewan Agriculture's online calendar of events or on the SIA events page. Attendees must register separately for each webinar. We will be tracking attendance as those who join live will be eligible for CEUs. There will be one CEU available for each separate webinar. If you are unable to attend the live broadcast, please still register as a link to the recording will be sent out later in the week. They will also be posted along with all of Saskatchewan Agriculture's other recorded webinars. These will be offered for free and all you will need is an internet connection to join in. For more information, please contact your local Saskatchewan Agriculture Regional Office or call the Ag Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. I'm Nicole Montreal and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Coming up, the market update. The market updates with Jim Smalley on the source 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose 10 cents at 9.54.52. One red spring wheat went down 117 at 4.22.10. The rest were unchanged. Durham 5.51.57. Feed barley 3.77.37. Flax 11.83.20. Lentils 8.67.50. Oats 5.51.53. Yellow pea, 635.89, and feed wheat, 261.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat fell one and a half cents at 9.11 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland in Swift Current. We had 1,581 cattle on last week. D1 and 2 cows, 75 to 82. Sales up to 85. D3 cows, 65 to 75. Mature bulls for 95 to $1.11. Under, under 1,900 pounds were 92 a $1. Here are the quotations. 3 to 400 pounds sold 235 to 250. Four to five hundred pounds, two thirty-five to two forty-five seventy-five. Five six hundred pounds, two thirty-five. Odd sale up to two forty-eight seventy-five. Six seven hundred pounds, two fifteen to two twenty-five. Seven eight hundred pounds, steers two dollars to two ten. 
eight to nine hundred pounds, one seventy five to one ninety. Nine hundred to thousand pounds, one sixty five to one seventy five. Heifers, three to four hundred pounds, two dollars to two fifteen. Four to five hundred pounds, one eighty five to two oh five. Five six hundred pounds, one seventy five to two dollars. Six seven hundred pounds, one sixty five to one eighty five. Seven hundred eight hundred pounds, one fifty five to one seventy five. Eight to nine hundred pounds, one fifty to one seventy five. Nine hundred to eleven hundred pound heifers are one forty five to one seventy. Just a note here bread cow sale this Thursday, February the 10th, 1 p.m., 500 cows, lots of herd dispersals. This sale will be broadcast on DLMS. Good day and good marketing. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Friday, selling in a range of $190 to $209 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,500 head, selling in a range of $194 to $209 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, February 5th are Holy West 2020, 184.60, Holy West 2021, 202 even, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 189.52, Ham's Cash, 187.52, Thunder Creek Brick Co., 181.42, High Life Cash, 202.75, and High Life Contract, $206.83 per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open higher this morning. Coming up. The Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government is modifying its Made in Saskatchewan technology program to help startups connect with more government organizations. Previously, companies that were successful in the program were awarded a contract of up to $10,000 to have their technology piloted by government. Under the program changes, successful companies can now receive up to $30,000 in total for up to three pilot projects. Innovation Saskatchewan Minister Jeremy Harrison says startup tech companies often find it difficult to find their first big customer. He says the program gives the thriving startup tech community further opportunity to work with a large customer in government. Saskatchewan-based companies are eligible for the program if annual revenue is under $500,000, 30 or less employees, and have technology ready to be implemented with a government partner. Currently, 25 companies have been pre-approved to participate in the program, with seven successfully matched with government partners and are involved with pilot projects. On the markets, the TSX is down 100 points to 21,171. The Dow has fallen 50 points to 35,039. Oil is down 98 cents to 91.33 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 48 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.80 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. It's brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. 
That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.